Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. It's time for the upswing on WTMJ, showcasing businesses, entrepreneurs, and community leaders throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Here's your host, Jeff Sherman. I'm gonna make this place Hello and welcome to the Upswing. It's Tuesday. How does your car look? Today is prime car wash weather day, isn't it? Just absolutely beautiful and perfect outside. And, you know, winter in Wisconsin, it's, you know, it's been a little mild, which I totally understand. It's tough on businesses, dependent on snow for sure. But it's kind of a joy if you're saving on shoveling and salt costs, right? You know, that that's that rub of the mild winter. But the wind, kind of the occasional snow, the snow that's coming later today, kind of gets you all that winter dirt. And it means that your car is probably full of grime and kind of losing its shine. I pulled into the avenue today, um, kind of a short, beautiful drive along along the lake for me to get here. And usually my car is that kind of this shining dark blue and... Now it's kind of all gray and you know, like full of those white specks that you get from the salt. But you can ask my wife. I'm, I'm a bit of a, I don't know, freak is the wrong word, but I'm really passionate about my keeping my car clean. And I love car washes, and they kind of fascinate me to the extent that maybe five or six years ago, I looked into buying a franchise business. And Mr. Clean Car Wash, actually, it's owned by Procter & Gamble. And they also own all the Tide dry cleaners. That There's a couple of those in Metro Milwaukee. So there's some really interesting synergy between the two. You know, you clean your car, you clean your clothes. There's a lot of data sharing there. It was a pretty interesting proposition for sure. The initial investment, though, looking into buying a national or being a part of a national franchise chain, $2.4 million to $3.2 million dollars along with a franchise fee of $35,000. And the company charges a 6% royalty and a 5% advertising fee on that. So it wasn't exactly for me (laughs) at all, but it was interesting to explore and kind of get the cost structure of what it takes to build a car wash business. Obviously, in our state, there's a ton of locals out there. And nationally, that truly used to be the case. But now it's really become a private equity game with firms kind of gobbling up all these car wash players on a national level. Just give you a little bit of context before until we get into our guest here. In 2016, only two of the top 10 car wash chains in terms of number of sites across the country were owned or backed by private equity. Today, all 10 are. So I think kind of mergers of all these super car wash chains are going to continue to happen. I don't know. It, there really isn't a, like a Walmart of car washes, but it's probably coming. So it's something to definitely keep a keep an eye on. And I'll be interested to ask our next guest this. You know, with more and more car wash competition in a market, do you does that pie expand for everyone? Because for me, like convenience drives everything. So if there's more car washes, I tend to get my car washed more. I don't know if that's exactly the case, but we're going to ask that question and a whole lot more coming up next. So another thing that is pretty interesting when you think about the the car wash space, 
The margins are pretty good for express car washes, and now they're all adding these monthly passes on a national level. Do you do this? Like, oh, instead of paying seven ninety nine for the car wash, I can do thirteen ninety nine and get unlimited all month. It's free. It's great. I don't know. For me, it just doesn't make sense because I don't end up using it. But maybe that's something that you like to do. So Tidal Wave Auto Spa is one of the nation's fastest growing express car wash companies. Actually, the fifth largest in the country. And they just celebrated a couple openings last week, including their very first Wisconsin store in Burlington, Wisconsin. So the chains are coming on a car wash level on this beautiful Wisconsin day where you're all going to get out and get your cars washed, I thought it'd be interesting to explore all things car wash on a local level. So our guest is Mason Muna of Metro Hand Car Wash in detail. He's going to provide his insight, kind of talk about his unique relationship with one of our professional sports teams. He also owns a restaurant on Brady Street, so there's some interesting car things. We want to explore that there. All this and a whole lot more coming up on The Upswing. This is WTMJ. You knew that bumper music was coming. Welcome back to The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. A beautiful day here in downtown Milwaukee and across the state of Wisconsin. Our guest today, and again, I'm doing a lot of entrepreneurial stories to begin The Upswing because I really feel like these are the people that are moving our state forward each and every day, building something from nothing, growing it, expanding it, hiring employees, and have just this unique challenge of how do you grow when... Things contract. How do you expand? And how do you look at the business world? Mason Muna is the owner of Metro Hand Car Wash in Detail. He's also the owner of the Dog House, a f- local favorite on Milwaukee's Brady Street. Welcome, Mason. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. So, give us your story. I want to know kind of who you are, okay. how you got to Milwaukee, and then we'll talk a little bit about your uh, your restaurant on Brady Street to open our conversation. Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Of course. It's been a couple of decades since we've known each other, and it's always a pleasure. Yes, great. Um, Born and raised in Milwaukee. Okay. Graduated from UWM with finance and marketing as majors. Nice. Uh, I spent five or six years in the car rental world while I was in school. Okay. Uh, Rented out cars at the airport and managed the fleet there. Okay. Then I worked for American Express Corporate Card Services for a couple of years, and... I decided that the corporate world was not for me. So I found a little spot on Brady Street, about 300 square feet, and I rented it before I knew what I wanted to do with it. And then I designed the business model based on the need. So opened up a Chicago-style hot dog stand right on Brady Street. till right. you know, open till 3 in the morning, and people were leaving the bars, lunchtime, dinner time, And uh, this year we will be 19 years old. Yeah, so you're coming up on 20 years on Brady Street for for the doghouse. What, you know, when you're concepting a a local restaurant and looking for the prime location, kind of what goes into that site selection process? Well, I think you have to look at areas that have traffic. Um, You really, if if you're on an island and away from people, you really have to have uh, something that people are willing to travel to. But a hot dog, for example, is something that is maybe... You know, maybe people aren't looking for that at the moment, but they pass by and they say, you know what, let me grab a hot dog on the way home. So it's kind of an impulse buy in in some, you know, in some way different than, than fine dining, for example. Right. 
Yeah. So when you're when you're opening up, how do you explore finding the right product mix? I mean, you landed on you know what, what kind of hot dogs you serve. You know, talk about that process for us, please. What? Today's dining scene is a lot different than what it was 20 years ago. I think people are really the whole vegan and vegetarian thing is, is is a lot more prominent now than it was then. So for the product mix, I mean, after opening about six months, we introduced a veggie hot dog because it was demanded. Right. And that actually sells more now than our Polishes, our brats, and our Italian sausages combined. Hmm. Wow, that, that that's that's amazing. What, when did that when did that turn? Just in the last couple of years, or yeah, I would say within the last three or four years. Okay, that that product has you know gone off the charts. Oh, okay. So how do you how do you keep the quality up? And what kind of hiring challenges have you had along the way? Is it a, is it a constant challenge to keep and keep good people, or is it kind of something you built into the culture that it just comes naturally? Well, I mean. My restaurant is so small that it only takes two people to operate it. Right. Um, it, you know, you have one cashier and one person assembling the food. Okay. And if they get backed up, then the cashier goes, washes their hands, jumps on the line and, and helps. Yeah. So the people that I have have been with me for, you know, a long, long time, 14 years, six years. And it's only a few people that I have running the place. Okay. Um, before COVID, when there were many locations, hiring was difficult. And I think, um, you know, the, the people that you hire for this type of job, it's a stepping stone. So they work for a while and they find the next best thing and they, they continue moving. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk, you're right at the end of Brady Street, a street that's had some, you know, it really good growth is a, you know, a bar and restaurant destination street. So I want to talk when we come after the, when we come back after the break, a little bit about your thoughts about closing the street to pedestrian traffic and what impact that could have on your business and just kind of get your general thoughts on kind of the pros and cons of that. Uh, and then we'll kind of transition into your car wash business and talk a whole lot about that and much, much more all coming up next on The Upswing. We're back. Welcome back to the upswing, we've had a few texts on the old National Bank talk and text line. It's 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. A couple of people have said, well, why get my car washed today? It's beautiful. It's going to snow. Hey, maybe we can ask our guests that. I always like to make sure the car is clean inside and out, no matter what's going to happen with the weather. Weather's going to change. Keep the car clean. Keep it vibrant. So a little bit more about cars. Mason, your your restaurant is on Brady Street, a street that has explored closing traffic to cars and to make it pedestrian only. What are your thoughts as a business owner on that? Well, I always thought that Milwaukee needed a street that's similar to State Street in Madison, for example. And I think it could be a great, great change for the area, make it more vibrant and make it walkable and hopefully safer. But I do believe that there are challenges that may happen as well. There's a lot of people that live in the neighborhood and all the side streets. You know, how do you, how do you get access to those? Do you have to now go around the block and go through the backside? Um, another challenge that I see is in the summer months, it could essentially be like a street festival every day where there's masses of people walking all over. And, um, you know, I, I really don't know, I, I guess 
the end result, but I do believe there's positives and negatives from it, and I think you know the the experts would be the ones to make that decision. Yeah. Have you heard any updates from the business improvement district over there in terms of timeframes or timelines? No. Uh, the last thing that I know that they were talking about doing was painting lines in the street and adding planters and things like that to slow down cars. But yeah. as of now, I don't think anything has happened. I think it's all in research mode right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously the city is looking at a lot of ways to calm traffic and do placemaking to make, uh, you know, streets more vibrant and walkable and safe for, for cars and pedestrians. So I think that's going to continue to happen on Brady street as well. So good luck monitoring that process and we'll keep an eye on it here for sure. So 8 million cars get washed each and every day in our country. In 2009, you decide to open a car wash in, in Metro Milwaukee. Same question that I asked you about the a restaurant. How do you go about site selection and planning? And did you explore the franchise route or did you know based upon your experience that, hey, I'm going to do this on my own as an entrepreneur? Well, going back to the car rental days when, when I managed the fleet of 1,500 cars at the airport, um, you know, cleaning them was part of what we did uh, for rental cars for customers who were picking them up. And uh, the car wash that I took over in 2009 was actually a car wash beforehand. But when it came up for sale, um, I decided that it would be a good fit because, once again, it was a need in that area. A lot of people in downtown live in apartments where they don't have a driveway to wash their cars or uh, this is pre-monthly subscriptions on the other car washes. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> as I said, it was it was a car wash beforehand. We just took it over and improved it. Okay, great. So how has the business evolved since you opened? I mean, pricing and policies, it's obviously a very hands-on, service-oriented business. And how has that changed and evolved in your time of ownership? Well, I think no matter what, when you open a business, you have to start building trust with the community. And it's gotten busier every year, um, year after year. We're, you know, somewhere around 20% above the year before. Uh, at least last year it was that. And it just, it gets busier. You have to hire more people. And uh, staffing now, as you very well know, yeah. is more expensive than what it was before. So our prices have not changed significantly. We're talking a couple of bucks difference um, for all of our services. I've kept the prices low because I like to see people often. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, everything else is so expensive that car wash, I, don't, I didn't want car washing to become a luxury because it is a need to protect the vehicle. So we kept prices where they were, you know, 10 years ago. They're still the same. Yeah. So you do full service. Like what, what's kind of, what's the hardest part of the job? Do you have people come in with like smashed windows and suddenly you got to clean up the whole thing? Or is the biggest challenge you get the car seats in the back and you have, you got to take extra time and this job is going to take you three hours. Kind of walk us through the challenge set of the day to day. Well, I think, I mean, every car that comes in has its own issues. Some cars come in and, and, and they're very clean and other cars come in and they're just destroyed. Um, and because it's an assembly line, if you do get a car that needs excessive work, it slows down the line. Um, there are, there are oftentimes, I guess one of the hardest things with cars is when people spill food in their car or milk and it spoils. Uh, Getting the smell out is, is very difficult. We have to take seats out. We have to do all kinds of things, you know, run an ozone machine, steam extract the interior. There's different methods and different chemicals for what we do. Yeah, yeah. So I want, I want to ask you about the new car smell and how you inject that and kind of what you use for products and kind of what 
that whole thing looks like in terms of the customer experience. So when we come back, Mazen Muna, the owner of Metro Car Wash and the Doghouse on Brady Street, is going to continue a conversation, talk about innovations in the car wash space. He's going to talk about his relationship with the Milwaukee Bucks and how he services high-end vehicles and what uh, the opportunities and challenges are there. And we'll talk a little bit about his family life and how he manages it all through the entrepreneurial world. Siding Unlimited WTMJ Newstime is 1030. ABC News and local headlines are coming up next. We're back. We're talking car washes. We're talking restaurants. And we're talking balancing family and entrepreneurship with Mason Muna. Mason is the owner of Metro Car Wash just off of downtown Milwaukee on Van Buren. Also runs the Doghouse Restaurant on Milwaukee's Brady Street. So, Mason, what... What are the kind of the unique challenges of detailing higher-end luxury vehicles? Like, do you have to know the insides and outs kind of better than the driver to really understand kind of all the nooks and crannies? Is that these things can be impossible to keep clean, right? Right. I mean, we treat every vehicle as if it's a high-end vehicle. Um, the process is the same for all vehicles, but some vehicles are just a little bit more, you know, have a little bit more sensitive paint when it comes to polishing. Um, some vehicles carpeting is much more dense than other vehicles, so it takes longer to dry them when you steam extract them. So every vehicle has its own recipe. Okay. So what what is, you have a partnership with the Milwaukee Bucks, and you, know, you talked a lot about kind of the trust in your business and the one-on-one relationships. Give us the, like, give us the pathway to that partnership. So we've been uh, detailing the cars for the Milwaukee Bucks for the last three years, uh, when they have practice, uh, we go to the practice facility and clean the cars at the facility for the players okay. and some of the staff as well. Nice. Well, I know, you know, you can't talk about specific player cars, you know, Hippocratic, Hippocratic Oath, right? You know, it, there's unique complexities that come with the high-end vehicles. So is this like a during practice, like the cars are there and you're in the practice facility and you and your team take care of the needs of the players yes they they let us know when they're practicing and when they want us there and then we go <clears throat> and we take care of it and you know take care of their vehicles while they're practicing okay so any uh any kind of super cool features that you've seen on any of the cars i mean the all the cars are are, are pretty nice and uh cool features i would say they're just you know new modern luxury vehicles right okay how do you handle the water and cleaning products at the practice facility. Is that kind of all drained right there? Are there unique kind of environmental challenges or like you bring everything in or is it all custom for you in the garage? We have lockers there where we keep our equipment and our, our hoses and our cleaning supplies and the facility has a floor drain right next to the wash bay where we take care of the car. So we'll do one at a time and then we'll move it, dry it, park it back in its appropriate spot. Okay. All right. So if I'm doing my car at home, and I want to get that kind of that new car smell. Where where does that come from? And like, give me the background in terms. If, if I'm going to buy that somewhere, what advice do you have 
for me to maintain that new car smell in my car? Well, new car smell, There's there's been studies, and, and new car smell is nothing more than the smell of the manufacturing process of the vehicle, where it's new plastic, it's glue, it's, uh, it's rubber, okay. it's wires, it's, you know, all of that combined gives you a new car smell. Um, but the imitated version is, you know, there's many different companies that make air fresheners for vehicles. They have the plugins for your vents, they have the spray that you just put on your carpet, then there's the... The old-fashioned air fresheners that you hang from your mirror or put underneath your seat. So, it's it's a preference in all reality. Yeah. Okay. So I often see your son and your family kind of helping you out, working with you day to day at at the facility. I want to talk a little bit more when we come back from the break. How you manage the challenges of family life, entrepreneurship, and getting it done each and every day. We'll be back with Mason Muna, owner of Metro Car Wash. And the doghouse. We'll talk about family, entrepreneurship, and more next on the upswing. We're back. This is the upswing. We're talking car washes today. Just something I'm really interested in. I'm always fascinated in talking to the experts that make it happen each and every day. So Mason Muna is the owner of Metro Car Wash. Mason, what I'm guessing it's not just like turtle wax that you're using to on the on cars to keep them clean. What are the products and what are the companies that are making these products? And is there any innovation in that space coming? Sure. Um, so we use different products for different applications, but um, we like to use a variety of companies. Um, one of them being Cook Auto Supply. Uh, out in Brookfield, they okay. supply us with, I would say, 60% of uh, our products. And the other products come from a company called Auto Beauty Supply. However, our waxes, polishes, and um, sealants come from Italy. And we use a company called Rupes. Okay. So there there has been a lot of innovation in the last few years um, for car wash products. Yeah. There's, there's products that take less time and work just as well as the old products, if not better. So it's it's about speed and efficiency. If I'm if I'm washing my car at home, I mean, I should be taking it to your place, or I should be, you know, taking it through the local scrub a dub or whatever. But if I'm washing and cleaning leather and my tires, and especially for the fans out there listening, what what do you recommend and what what products and kind of what's that approach and what do you use on your own car? So leather and tires are two different things. Um, okay. Tires are obviously much more durable. So when you're washing down a tire, the first thing is, is uh, you know, is cleaning the wheel and spraying the wheel down with a wheel acid or a an iron remover to remove any iron from the brake dust is the first thing that you would do. Agitate it, scrub it with a brush, soft brush, or by hand with a wash mitt, for example. Rinse down the wheel. And then the tire, uh, the best way to do it is using a degreaser um, and then scrubbing it with a more firm brush. If you have white walls, there's, you know, something as simple as bleach white, which you spray on the white wall and then scrub it down with, with a brush. Okay. When it comes to leather, um, yeah. I'm seeing a lot more leather seats that become dyed uh, with blue from people's blue jeans, mm. especially if it's a beige or a lighter colored seat. Wow. And believe it or not, um, just using a very mild soap and water with the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, Ooh. that works really well. But you have to be really careful. You know, one or two passes, you don't want to go too much because you could remove the color from the from the leather itself. Okay. But 
the the magic eraser works wonders in the detailing world. Yeah, that is an amazing product. Like I want to know, I want to know how that was concepted, what's in it, because it seriously works on anything. It's just foam. <laughs> yeah, really. It's a it's a dense foam that that somehow picks up everything along the way. Wow. All right. Well, so I wanted to close. I often see you post photos of your family dinners that you make, and they look absolutely beautiful. I think i got to walk over and have dinner with Mays and his You're welcome family. Anytime. All right. Thank you. But how do you strike that balance of working day-to-day as an entrepreneur, juggling kid and family life? Like, give us some, Give us some advice for the entrepreneurs out there. As an entrepreneur, every day when you open your business, it, it should feel like your first day opening in the business, um, reinvesting in the business, uh, caring about the business is, is if you take care of the business, the business will take care of you. And that's not just taking care of the, the facility. It's taking care of your internal customers who are your staff and your external customers who are the people spending money with you. So that's the first thing for entrepreneurs, you know, get up every day and, and make a difference by, you know, trying to, Feel like it's your first day, no matter what. Getting lazy is is the part that you have to avoid. Um, when it comes to balancing work and and family, um, realistically, I for thirty or forty minutes every night when I get home after we you know settle down, sitting down at the dinner table with the kids and and my wife is probably the most important thirty to forty minutes in the day, and I make sure never to skip that. Even if I have more work to do in the office or or whatever, I'll wait till the kids go back to the rooms to do homework or, or yeah. fall asleep. And then I stay up and, you know, handle what I need to, but yeah. that 30 to 40 minutes is very important. That's wonderful advice for any leader, any parent out there for sure. So I want to make sure, um, I have, have a old national bank talking text line that just came in from the two, six, two, how do you best clean film off the inside of the windshield? We'll end with this. I got about 30 seconds. Okay. So ammonia is a great product for removing the film. It depends if the film is from smoke or if it's just from, from, uh, moisture or just day to day driving, uh, cleaning the window left to right up and down with a damp, with a damp microfiber. And then following that same method with a dry one, uh, is, the best way to clean the windows because if you see a streak going up and down then you know which way that you need to go back and clean it or you know right to left so there you go expert tips from maize and muna car washer to the stars our milwaukee bucks and a whole lot more we'll be right back on the upswing welcome back to the upswing Whatever you do today, get outside, take a walk, take a run. It's absolutely gorgeous. Another special thank you to our guest, Mazen Muna. Kind of a car washer to the stars a little bit. Washes all the cars for the Milwaukee Bucks. And speaking of the Bucks, I wanted to end today's show with a little bit on Bucks Plus. So I'm a, a probably a 30-year Milwaukee Bucks season subscriber that I bunch of friends and I, we call ourselves the cartel. We've, we share tickets. It's a wonderful part of my life. I'm a huge fan, but I will fully admit that how we interact with our sports teams is changing so, so quickly. Uh, we have a 16 year old son, you know, he loves going to the games, but he's not ever going to sit down and watch a full game from tip off to the final buzzer. He'll probably listen to some games here and there on WTMJ. He'll watch the scores, but he's monitoring on YouTube and on TikTok and Snapchatting with his friends during the games and watching clips. But again, not watching the game day to day. 
But that's okay because he is more plugged in than ever because there's so many options, especially in the podcast space. And I wanted to get a little bit more insight. So I kind of went back and here's Good Karma Brand CEO Craig Carmison from last week talking about the new Bucks Plus platform. Well, the amazing thing is that as technology changes, it just gives you the opportunity to do so much more. And what might not have been possible on the radio, because, you know, in one moment, people have to you know, be programmed to what's most important in that minute. But people have such deep passions for so many different things. And the Milwaukee Bucks are certainly one of those. So this platform is incredible. I mean, just looking at what we have at launch, you know, we have a podcast that is surrounding uh, the big Amazon Prime documentary that just launched yeah. uh, about Giannis. Um, so, first of all, when you're launching anything with Giannis, it's a big deal. But uh, <laughs> we have a, a multi-part podcast uh, that it follows along with Giannis' The Marvelous Journey that is absolutely incredible. You put on top of that the fact that we have um, Bucks in Six, which allows you in six minutes to get the full uh, followed following day uh, summary of the Bucks game in six minutes. You have courtside with Gail Clapo, who is always talking to the most important people with the Bucks. Uh, last week, he had John Horst, another episode just dropped this morning. And then on top of that, we have Thanalysis. Thanalysis uh, is the Nassus Antetokounmpo's podcast, where he interviews people from around the NBA, the business world, and really all of the worlds that the Antetokounmpo brothers touch. And so his first episode, which is available now, was him with Damian Lillard uh, right before they went to the All-Star game in Indianapolis. So there's just so much incredible stuff. And there's going to be a new show, The Here District, which will be um, the latest around the entire NBA, hosted by Marcus Johnson, Bucks legend and Bucks broadcaster, and his son, Chris. Who was, an, who was a player at UCLA. So if you're an NBA fan, if you're a Bucks fanatic, you know, getting to uh, this Bucks Plus platform is a must. So getting up close and personal with the teams you care about, that, that's what I want as a fan. And a little bit more from Craig here as he talks about kind of that exclusivity of the Bucks Plus platform. Well, it's amazing because where do we all want to be, right? Like even if we uh, get to a game, even if we get to – be courtside, right? You always want to be in the locker room, right? Yeah. And so to hear Marcus Johnson, a legendary player, be able to talk uh, with current uh, analysts and people around the game, or Thanasis, who's actually there, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because they just see a totally different game than we're able to see. And you go to bucks.com slash plus, and that's where you have an easy link uh, to all of this. But you can also just download them wherever you get your podcast. Yep. So it's it's a, a really easy to uh, to get all these uh, these five different shows. Which it's pretty rare you launch a platform and already there's five different unique shows just targeted toward the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, it, it furthers the idea that you know things don't have to happen in New York first or L.A. first or some other place first. This is the first platform like this in all of professional sports and certainly in the NBA that is 100% dedicated uh, to one team in this way. So we couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. All right, Bucks Plus, check it out. The Bucks play tonight at Fiserv Forum, the game right here on WTMJ. Tomorrow we'll be back on the upswing with the Business of Creativity in Wisconsin, a preview of the Milwaukee Ad Workers Contest. 
and some talk about film credits in our fine state of Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us today. Onward, and keep it on the upswing.